0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O for anyone that's out there. Uh, You can reach out to me on Instagram at Justin Bizarro or at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. Um, We're doing pretty well, guys. Uh, We are releasing an episode a day right now. It looks like that will continue We're doing nine ish episodes in New York City on location between New Year's and I mean, between Christmas and New Year's. uh, Crunch them together and then they'll release over nine days. So that's kind of pretty excited. There's some young entrepreneurs up in New York City that are rallying and putting together something pretty cool uh, for all of this and and us to do a highlight there. And I hope to be able to do this in other cities. Um, But that being said, First, I got to run a test pilot and see how this one goes, see how it is to, to be mobile and actually go to a city and um, actually set up a show and bring in a group of entrepreneurs and, and record a bunch. So that's kind of cool. So that being said, I have Sam back. How are you doing, Sam, from Roll'em Up to Keto's? How are you doing?
1: Doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm humbled, excited. Uh, we had a great time doing this last time around. It uh, definitely added value to my life, and uh, my wife and I listened to it, super excited to be back on again, super, super humbled, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to say something to the audience, Um, one of the things that I find, I mean musicians probably find this as well, is when you first start something, like when I first did the podcast, I could not listen to them. Like my voice, like I was hyper critical of myself and it took time and then I started listening to himself and then I got really down in the dumps like for a period of time and I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm already down. Let's just get this over with and listen to all of them. Centurion Leadership Battalion, uh, Justin the Food Entrepreneurs over the last like couple months ago before I relaunched them and let's criticize it and let's look at it and how I can build it and as I start, how I can do a better job. So that's really I wanted it to be a project or an experience in the first place like for the entrepreneurs because I'm literally building the fl- the plane still as I'm flying it. Four years later, I'm still like, okay, what are we going to do with this thing? How do we get it to market? What does it really mean? And what does it really mean to leave a lasting legacy and impact with what we're trying to do here with you guys? So one of the things I loved about interviewing you, Sam, is you left such a big impact on me. And just so everyone knows, I'm highly, I use Sam's, Episode when I'm pushing the episode on Instagram, when I'm trying to find people to come on the, the podcast or I'm feeling the right energy or someone says, hey, you should check out blah, blah, blah. I use it as an anchoring point. And the reason I use it as an anchoring point is because there's not many episodes that, that I can say that truly capsulate what we're trying to do here from the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey all the way to the end. And the experience, whether you're on your own or you're getting it from the entrepreneurs who are investing back in you, it's... It's important, so I tell the story from from me, 18 years old, and then 22, and then 25, and you know these leaps that I did as a business because of the constructs of the business I was in, or me dodging the sh- shitty economies at the time. But what Sam did is he learned from the great entrepreneurs and really, suddenly became a great entrepreneur himself, which is one of my anchoring points in food. I always talk about Dave. Uh, Thomas and Colonel Sanders because of Colonel Sanders investing in Dave Thomas and Thomas building this chain. And now we have here realistically Sam doing that. So we're going to get started. I'm going to ask Sam a few questions. Um, We're running a little behind. We're actually recording on my birthday. So happy birthday to me, even though this episode will release later. Um, so I've thrown off this schedule a little bit um, based on having a doctor's appointment beforehand. So Sam's been nice. He's made it available for us. So I want to get him started. So Sam, I'm going to get right into the questions. And we asked some of these before and we, we didn't fully, we got into them. But some of them I think we can talk about more because we were having such great energy off the call. So we oh, talked good. a little bit about this. Um, as a highly effective person and what I would call if I were in trouble and I and I and I recommended this already I put Sam in contact with other entrepreneurs that are feel are are getting are trying to figure out how to unlock their potential or how to make those next steps and I have a lot of that experience but Sam also has a whole lifetime of just pushing you know franchisees or pushing businesses into that model and so you've left a big impact on me. And I've obviously recommended him like Sam, this is a guy and Sam's background and coming to America and living the American dream. We know there's a bunch of podcasts that I've been on. I think we've released a third one today where I highlight the American dream. Um, today being December 20th when we recorded. And I think it's just huge what you've done. So let's talk about how do you, how do you how do you live your day making sure that you can deliver the best energy and making sure that you don't take away from the people around you and you're giving constantly? I, I guess servant leadership would be a good term.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, somebody along the way, I believe his his name's Tommy Van Wolf. He, he said uh, he he's a regional vice president for Raising Canes. He talked about when you go into – whatever place do you add value or do you actually drain it of the value that it, it, the place had before you got there? Who, who are you? And obviously what he was trying to share with me and, and make sure was that whatever place I walk into that I left it better than when, it first, when I first got there, that, that you had value, that you had value through your energy. This is an individual that he walks into a room, he lights it up, and you know Tommy's there and it, you know these type of individuals right that I look up to um, you know I I reference them as a um, they're they're a blessing and they're also a curse and they're a blessing oh, nice. because you have them in your life and you and, and they teach you some great things and and they teach you not through um, not through word but through actions right so I saw him do this everywhere he went. He added value. There was an excitement. There was also a a level of you have to raise your expectations. And I I absolutely love working with him. And he made me feel, you know, like, hey, tell us how we can do this better. He didn't have all the answers, right? He asked us and made us feel like we were part of the decision-making process. But along the way, he, he really expected – he had huge expectations. It was never good enough, and he always wanted more. But at the same time, he had huge expectations of himself, and he came in with such an energy that I told myself, like, this is absolute blessing that I'm working with him. Once we no longer work together – if you don't take everything that you got from these great leaders and do something with it, it actually becomes a curse. Cause you're like, man, I need this person in my life. I need this. I need this. No, they were in your life for a reason. What did you take from them? What did you learn from them? And how did they make you a better person, better leader? And now how can you multiply this? Right? The, the biggest, uh, I think uh, the, the biggest way that you can share, the teachings of great leaders is going out there and now multiplying and going, I learned this from this individual. I learned this from this leader. Now it is my job, my responsibility, obligation to go out there and multiply that. And, and that's what I, you know, that's, that was, you know, something that I learned from Tommy and and from other great leaders I have talked about that you knew like once you got out of your car Everybody is watching you. All eyes on you.
0: Absolutely. How you
1: walk, you know, how you walk, your smile, you could just feel this energy. Some when people call that,
0: that, they're boy. like, what's up, boss? You hear people call people the boss all the time. But sometimes, and most of the time, actually, they're not the boss. They're the person that just has this. I just wanted to emphasize this because – it is an image. It's a, a composure. It's a, a confidence that comes the minute he wakes up in the morning. Whoever this is, and he's displaying it. That's why Sam's talking about it. So I love this. Sam, continue on, please.
1: And and I also want to share that you might have this already, and you might be jacked up when you get out of work, and but. That doesn't mean that you don't have those times in the car where where you question yourself. There's also those times that you, you're you're not feeling 100, percent and you're not feeling like, man, I'm. Uh, it stays a great day. Like it's, sometimes you have those things, but within your, as soon as I grab that door handle, right we, we, before we got on the call, we talked about certain routines that get you in the right mindset, right? For myself, I am extremely blessed and I'm extremely humbled and I'm extremely so glad of what God has blessed me with. Even, even the challenges that he continues to bless me with, that makes me a better person. So I can't start off my day and I, I won't have a successful day. And and look, I'm not trying to get spiritual or anything like that, but you have your it. Whatever it is that you that you need to refocus your attention on, whether it's meditation or whatever it is, once you find out, like, hey, today was a pretty successful day, what led to me having a pretty successful day? Was it because I got a great breakfast and I loved it? Was it because I had time to myself? Was it because I read? Was it because I ran? Was it because I drank, you know, a good amount of water to begin with my day? Whatever it is that helped you establish a successful day, multiply that. It, it would be fool, foolish not to do that because you've, literally found out how you get great results, you know? And, and for me, it's connecting with something that I feel very, very strong that has helped me out in my entire life. Right. It's, you know, every single time I, I, I drink coffee, I, as I'm putting cream in my coffee, I see the cream rise to the top and it's just a reminder, Sam, cream always rises to the top, baby, go get it. Right. So it's, it's these little things that I say to myself every single day and I know when you get out of that car, you have a huge impact on other people. And make sure that you come out with the right energy. Make sure that you are learning and growing. Look, we make mistakes. And we're going to learn from those things and, you know, think back. Of, okay, what could I have done better today to have a more successful day? Um, but I, I think back on the people that I, that I work with and my, and my parents, and those are the folks that have really helped me to establish that, you know, successful morning routine.
0: Well, and here's the thing, and I'll, and I'm going to say it because I can do whatever I want. I guess it's my podcast, my name on it, (laughs) my name on it, I guess someone might get me in trouble, but. The thing about it is, I am like for me, it is spiritual, but I agree with you. It's about a routine and anchoring yourself first thing in the morning and triggering the right feelings or whatever. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of humans in their relationships, they get all hyped up in the morning with breakfast and the kids and whatever's going on and tension and people are stressed and blah, 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 blah. And then you carry that into work with you. And so there's a separation. Um, but even that i find like i have two stages to it and we talked about it a little bit which is which i've really put into my life now like especially like i've gone back to some old routines that i that i hadn't used in like years that literally balanced me out and helped me with my success and i would say it's almost like a slingshot or being shot out of a cannon the first is like and we talked about this and and the drinking of water, the gallon of water a day, like I chug my first fifth by the time my feet hit the floor, that was suggested to me to just get the first one out of the way first thing in the morning. Like, so it's like, okay, I do that for my gallon of water if I'm on 75 part The second part is I drop to my knees immediately and I pray, and it's not for a short period of time. If anyone's heard the podcast, like I'm like Santa Claus with my list of people I pray for, and I do not ask for anything for myself. I pray to God for everyone else. I pray to the, the people that I love that are no longer here. I pray for everyone to watch over, and I pray for my will to align with God's will. And even though I want certain things, I don't want them if it doesn't align. So help me figure out what I uh, what I actually need and what aligns and what doesn't. And for some reason, it puts me in a check. The second part is, is if anyone looks at the post I did today for my birthday, there's five things on there I talk about that are instilled in me from the day I was born, okay? And if I steer away from them, um, then I get off balance. That's you know, I first is an athlete or a warrior, the second is a lead a servant leader, the third is a protector, the fourth is a farmer, and the fifth is an entrepreneur. Okay. You can go to the post and look at it. I don't want to take away time from Sam. But those are all things that I balance out and I think about them in the morning. And if I start to get off balance, okay, like I can pray or I can have a conversation real quick with God and be like, Okay, what am I what's my purpose here? And we talked about on the podcast before, Sam and I talked about it also before this, that I have a tattoo on my hand that's a a honeybee. And it's because I am constantly reminding myself to pollinate the world positively. That's what I was born to do as an entrepreneur. I've been saying it to myself literally since I can remember. Like I just have this feeling like I'm supposed to pollinate the world positively. Like I just need to do this and whatever I do. And it's important that we find that because that's where we feel the best about ourselves. That's where we have the most joy. And when we find that calling and who we are, one of mine's human growth and growing those around me is that we do have a better connection with God and spirituality or whatever it is our higher power is. I have God. You may have a different higher power or a different God or set of gods. I don't know or know God. But there has to be some belief and hope. And for me, it's that, okay? I don't know how else to put it. I can't fathom it going any other way because there's this weird thing that happens is when I really align that, miracles happen. Absolutely. If I align that, I keep showing up, meaning I believe that if I keep aligning, it's something's going to happen, an opportunity's going to happen. It does. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to tell you guys. A miracle happens every time even if i'm coming out of the worst situation. So Sam, let's talk about some more things. How do you then go into your businesses and still this in the employees or the franchisees like Okay, I'm. I'm going to try not to use as much commentary. I really want to say, okay, you learn this from them. So now, how do you take this skill set and you go into your franchisees because you have a lot of them now? You guys are building them out. You're starting to move across the South the United States. Like, how do you take that energy you have learned all these years, or from your mentors and entrepreneurs, and now that you've charged yourself in the morning with, and give it to everyone?
1: I, I think uh, first off is you've got to be this consistent individual uh, that it's not a, a one-time deal that it's not, you know, every so often, it's every single time you go out there, you have to set that example. And one of the things that we've learned at roll em up is, you know, we are the gatekeepers of who we bring into our company and we want to make sure this is something, this is a strength of theirs. So what we're looking in our possible franchisee they need to already come with that already it is not our job to make sure that they have this with them we'll do a great job of being the example and and making sure that we this is part of our our dna and our culture at the company we're a fun group we're energetic we have drive we you know i mean we have that in our dna so we need to make sure that as we're sitting down real soon here, we're going to be meeting with a possible franchisee this afternoon. And that's the reason why we have to, you know, we don't have that much time today. We're going to be, but when we sit down with this individual, they have to have that with them because when, if they have that with them, we are going to be a great team. But if they don't, it's like a virus that's going to come into your body. Your body's going to reject it. So we are looking for people that have that already have it, that that's who they are. They just happen to find another friend in the business, and all of a sudden, now we're not friends in the business. We're partners in the business. We're looking for those type of individuals, and we'll keep looking and searching. I believe, you know, one of the things that I think about is you don't have to be a a great motivator. You just have to make sure that you're not a demotivator. And so I want to make sure that we have folks that are already driven. They, they want to come in here and kick absolutely – they want to kick ass. And they want to be great. And they already have that as part of their DNA. And guess what? They found similar people in us, and and we, we were blessed to have them in our, on our team. So I think that's, that's one of the major things is we're we have to be a great scout and who are looking out and and trying to uh, find or that they find us, it's a great relationship there, that they already know who we are. So we don't have to really do too much because they're already driven. They're already, they have a passion for helping others. They have a passion for great customer service. They have a passion for cleanliness and for quality. They already stand for that. They just happen to find somebody else out in the world that matches who they are, right? So that that's a beauty is when you find these type of individuals that have the same core values as as a company, then it's a it's a sweet spot that we're looking for. So
0: Well and according really to, to laws of attraction, right, if you're putting out that energy, it should attract like minded, similar feeling individuals. At least that's what's true for me.
1: Yes. Yes. And um so that's I think you know one of the great blessings in in being able to be here on this podcast with you is that it gives me um, a platform where like-minded people are going to go, hey, that's me, that's me. I, I don't need Sam as, you know, the a role model or or no, that's already me. I'm already driven. I want to do that, and and I, I believe in the product. We have a great product, so you know. A product. It feels great. There's craveability. You love the product. You want to come back. You know, this is something that you've, you've had taquitos in your life before, but this one here really hit the spot where it has a craveability, right? Number one. And then you like the team that we're putting together. You respect us. You know what we're, what we're focused on doing something very, very special where we want to help others and we want to provide this great product. And one of the things that I learned from Todd Graves, right, the owner and founder of Raising Cane's, he taught us that there's a, there's a, a love that is extended when you serve somebody a meal. And he would talk about that he would spend time with his grandma and in the kitchen. And as they were preparing a meal for the family, she was putting so much love into this meal because this meal was going to provide energy and strength and a time to come together. So he put it so eloquently. I I hope I'm not butchering it, but Todd Graves talked about that. You transfer love through food and you impact others. And you see it sometimes, sometimes you're in a restaurant and you're eating, you're eating next to somebody and they start doing this like happy dance when they, when they taste the food and it's just their body dancing at the, at the taste of the love that's extended through through the food, right? And absolutely. That's, that's I absolutely energy. That's the type of energy that like when when I first sat down at Roll 'em up that I felt it and I tasted it and the Reagan music was blasting and people were smiling when they were making your food and they looked sharp. And I thought that's that's the energy that's transferred from the person that's making you a meal. Like it is so impactful. We we cannot survive without eating. And we have this great responsibility to make sure that we impact people in a way where they're dancing in their seat when they taste a the product. When they walk out and, and they're getting a thank you, can't wait. Hey, see you back tomorrow, right? So uh, I think there's so such a beauty in, in, in cooking and putting a meal in front of somebody, right? And uh, I just – I will never forget what Todd Graves talked about. I have uh, – such a strong relationship with my grandma. My grandma passed away in 1988. I still carry a chain with the number 88 in my heart. That's my favorite number um, because I carry her with me in everything that I do. And um, she was such a phenomenal leader, and that's why I love to work with you know great people that have a strong conviction. Um, and and when he shared that message about him and his grandma. Oh, I, I, I loved it. When AJ, AJ Kumaran, also the CEO of Raising Canes, he talked about, you know, I asked him, what's on your desk that you look at every single day? And he talked about he has a receipt with his grandma's name of when he first started working at Raising Canes because they take names there and he wrote his grandma's name and that's a receipt that's on his desk. And because he wants to make her feel, even though she's no longer here, I don't think she's here he still wants to make sure that he makes her proud right and um so that that's a huge takeaway for me uh for from what i got from aj and todd graves is is doing that
0: i have that as well i have friends that have passed away um one was my best friend from high school he passed away in afghan uh, uh, iraq sorry uh during the afghan iraq war however you want to say that however it was i guess it was really a conflict technically but um the um, And then I had a friend, a good girlfriend from, like, a friend who was a girl from college who was killed by a drunk driver right after she graduated. And so I carry them with me. I'm like, what can I do? I can't take any moment for granted. Like, I have to, one, make the most use of my life, but two, I have to also... Make the most use of my life in terms of giving to everyone around me because you never know when it's going to be over or you might give someone to something to someone that they might give even more to someone else or a group of people. And I think that's what we don't realize. We're so attached to the impact of the person in front of us. We don't think about the waterfall effect, if you will. And that matters in business and culture. And it matters to what you said about picking the individuals are, do they carry the water and do they dump it and fill other people's buckets as well? I think that that's part of, um, part of what we're talking about. So, um, once like, so let's talk about like training employees. How do you instill this philosophy in them? So you recruit them based on this, but how do you instill this in them?
1: Um, You recruit people, uh, you know, you're you're watching everything, everything that they're doing as as they're coming in. Right. Um, As they're coming in for the interview, this is them at their very best. So when as they're walking up to you, are they feed draggers? I can't work with feed draggers. It just it just tells me you're just going to walk a little bit slower and may God bless your heart. But unfortunately, you you don't have a, a space in our team. I need somebody that when they're walking to you, you could just feel that they're coming with, you know, uh, great excitement. Okay. You, you, you have to look at all these things here when they're sitting down with you as they get up, you know, do they put the chair in? Now you're going to, do they have were they taught right to begin with from their family before they even got to this interview. So it's a lot of before you even get them into your team, you're watching all these different signs and all these different triggers to see if you have somebody in front of you that is going to make a difference in your company. So I think a lot of that, I can't stress that enough. It's the whole interviewing process. You know, you have to be passionate about interviewing and and trying to figure out in my head, I have to uh, fulfill four needs. When I'm interviewing somebody, when I'm number one, the customer. Is the customer going to feel like by I you know, the, a great comment from a customer where do you get these people? Where do you find these people? They're so good at what they do. Right? So in my mind when I'm sitting down and I'm interviewing somebody, I want to say is this person going to make our customers go, can I talk to you Sam? Where did you find these all stars? I have to make sure that I'm thinking in the mindset of a customer. Number two, I want to make sure that my team members, our team members are going to say, thank you for adding this person to our team. This person just made us better. AKA, I have to work less harder <laughs> because you brought in a talented individual. We just became better, right? Like a sports team, when you hire somebody as a free agent or a rock star and you go, oh, we just got better, right? When you get these key, key players and they come into the team and, and then the rest of your, your, your crew goes, we just got better. That's credibility. That's your credibility, right? Number three, you want to uh, fulfill the needs of the managers uh, of the team because they're going to have to lead this individual. If this person already comes in and they, uh, you know, have just great skill and then we're going to have to keep working with them and you know, and develop them, but they have this great energy that they want to learn and grow and make our, you know, make the company better. Man, your managers go, thank you. You just made our job that much easier. And then the owners of the business, the owners of the business should walk in and go, wow, how did we find this individual? Where did we find this individual? How can we clone this individual? Right? So when I, uh, and, And trust me, I absolutely love interviewing, love it. I have a passion for it. I I try to focus my attention on how to get better constantly. What better questions can I ask? And when we do hire, when I or the team unfortunately hires the wrong person and that person no longer is with the team, we ask a ton of questions. What did we learn from that? What were the red flags? What could we find out to make sure that that doesn't happen again? I think of one GM, whew, this was absolutely, I did a horrible job in interviewing this individual. And there was, uh, we brought this person onto the team and they cost so much work for everybody, for payroll, for HR, for the team, for the customers, every which way possible. And I told myself, Sam, wow, you missed it. You missed the boat on this one. And I can't tell you how many people were impacted because of one wrong hire. You're GM, and I hired that individual, and I own that. And I think about that all the time and all the things that we learn from that, right? So you're not going to bat a 1,000, right? Nobody does in hiring, but you want to be really, really good at interviewing and learning and learning from your mistakes and learning from the wrong hires and making sure that you, you know how important it is to make sure you bring on the right people. So I think I can't state that enough. That, that's, a, that's a huge one for me, a huge one for all of us. We have classes on how to interview. We go through mock interviewing. It is so, so important, right? Um, so we talk about that a lot. Let's be very, very careful who we bring on the team, both as a franchisee and also as a frontline worker, general manager holy moly they're the most important people in the business your general manager is the most important people in the business they impact so many families
0: well and their attitude and and, their energy
1: they they surround themselves with It, it it's absolutely critical
0: yeah and how their energy is and how they deal with the employees or the team members and How they react to things or whether they work late or not or whether they're willing to put in the time like it has such impact. I've had good ones and bad ones and it's it's sometimes things happen. But I agree with you on the every once in a while you you mess up and there's you pick the wrong one and they you know it within a a very short period of time and if you don't deal with it in a very short period of time it is a really bad apple in a a bunch for real because it'll just ruin everyone and so I agree with you 100% Sam.
1: You you don't even know um, how this one GM impacted the life of others and uh, this individual had poor integrity and, and what they did and what they taught their people and their people were, were doing some stuff that it's bizarre. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think about all the time and, and, and that I pray about, and you talked about it already, is you want to help others because somebody helped you out, right? And, and that's a huge focus, um, you know, that I, that I ask for every single day is that help me help others. Because I know the impact uh, that people have had in my life that have helped me out tremendously, you know, tremendously. And I, I want to, so, but on the flip side of that, if you hire somebody that all their focus is on money and their focus is on what can I drain from you so I can be better or what, what can I drain from you so I take this from you and, and I, it's a I I, I kind of deal, right? Um, man, it's so, so, so critical. And trust me, I think about this, this, let's see, I, um, we hired this individual. I put my stamp on that. This person was going to be great. I own it. I a hundred percent own it. This was in 2019. I'm talking about something that happened three and a half years ago, almost four years now. And, um, man, what a disservice it is when you hire the wrong person because you impact so many people in a negative way. Um, so I, I think about that all the time. I've had I, I it where
0: it. the negative person stays around a long time and no one, and then no one picks up on it or he's a favorite of the manager or the management team. And we don't step in as owners and, and do the right thing or, or address the situation. And it sort of gets, gets way off case, you know, and gets out of control and then the person gets promoted and then really you have a problem. So. Yes. Um, I think it's really key to address it. So, Sam, as we start to wrap up, I want to give you time to say anything that you need to say.
1: Um, you know, one of the things that we talked about that really got me excited about this is that we continue to add value around, you know, around us. I mean, after we got off the call, we talked about um, why, why roll them up. What do we see in roll them up? And it's a young, fun brand that we see that where, where we can, again, provide a great product, but also you see so much growth. You see the growth of like a young in and out of a young Raising Cane's, of a young Dave's Hot Chicken where the the product is there. And then this product is gonna help us open up so many doors and so much future. And that's what's really, really exciting about working with a growing brand is that you're able to help people achieve something in their life that it, it's so, it's so moving. Um, Raising Canes has this thing, uh, called, um, the camp Casada, Right. And, um, and it's a super amazing event. I can't share too much about it. Cause it's kind of like a little secret about Raising Canes. Um, but it is so amazing what, what I took away from that. And I remember being at a, at this event um, with all the great leaders of that company. And I was on top of this area where you could see pretty much the whole camp and they had a couple rocking chairs and I, I sat there and I just started kind of reflecting on, on the moment. And I remember thinking to myself, this has to be something that Todd Graves just absolutely adores. Um, here, you know, he started this restaurant concept when everybody told him that it would not work. It's just chicken fingers. Are you out of your mind? What a, they, people laughed at him when they walked in, when he walked into sometimes I after still alone. say it sometimes. And I can't believe it's just it was, chicken fingers. You know, fingers. a joke. And this is somebody that worked their butt off and still does to make sure that it's a great company. And I'm sitting down in a rocking chair and going like, I wonder if you ever saw this did he see this before we all saw it, right? And what a beautiful thing to see, like how many families he's impacted in such a positive way. They take great care of their people, great care. You know, people walk around with so much love for that company, for Raising Cane, and um, I- I'm just blessed to have had that in my experience and just to sit on that, ro- uh, that rocking chair and look at all these people and, and this Camp Casada and this unity of great people was so much fun. We had a blast. I will never forget it. It's an experience that I will never forget in my life that I talk about it a whole lot. And, you know, I know that that was something that was put into my life because it is my responsibility to multiply it with our current brand that we have. And I can't wait. You will be at whatever it is that we called our camp or our getaway. You will be there with us, Justin, to experience the moment because you there's a vision out there. I've seen it. I've got a taste of it. And it's it's like when you taste something so delicious that you're like, I can't wait to taste it again. Um, Todd Graves did that to me. He, he, he gave me a little taste and uh, he said, hey, multiply this, whether it's with our own company, let's do this again. I can't wait for you to do this again or go out there and, and do it yourself and know that in Todd Graves, you have somebody that started by working his butt off, making his dream happen. It's such a great, inspiring story to share, and I can't wait for us to have our getaway and whatever it is that we come up with it, or our fun name. Um, it is. It was definitely a a life changing moment going to Camp Casada. There's a secrecy. There's a, There's so much fun. There's a the love that I wish I could share with you guys but I can't I have been uh, I raised my hand up and said I will not share what happens in Camp Casada you have to be here and and, uh, and I love I this w-
0: because the mystery is part of it it's like the mystery menu at in and out Burger it's like- the mystery we talked about the other day and for the mystery woman of the food blog here in nashville and those things just it's part of the intrigue but it's also what makes you feel included like this mystery person is including me or there's this mystery event that only the team members get to go to and i love how all of that works. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening in. I'm going to have Sam back on, guys. Uh, Sam's an incredible human, obviously. We have a lot more to discuss. But I wanted to quick record an episode with him while we had some time and just let everyone know. Uh, Enjoy the episode. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Find us on Spotify or wherever else you uh, grow yourself through podcasts. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you.